0: are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Build Bar. Go to buildbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off Your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend, even though it was kind of a weird one for Razorback fans as the basketball teams did amazing, football team not so much, and that's really what we're going to be talking about here in this Monday edition of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. But there's so many elements to this, folks, that I'm having to think about and trying to make sense out of, even though I think it's a lost cause if you try to make sense out of this crazy game that ended up happening between Arkansas and Missouri. Unfortunately for the Razorbacks, they can't come home with the victory. Fifty to forty-eight, Missouri gets the victory in a high-scoring affair between two teams that were really trying to make uh, their push into the next level. But uh, unfortunately for Arkansas, they just couldn't come out on top. Now, again, there's going to be a lot of moving parts and moving elements to all this, so I'm going to try to break it down through the the various reasons why Arkansas lost to Missouri and my reactions to it. Go through defense, offense, special teams, good Lord. And uh, also some uh, some fun uh, uh, refereeing, officiating type of uh, thoughts from it as well. So we'll start with the positives. Let's start with the positives. Get on a good note. You know, the Razorback offense was about as good as you could ask. I mean, seriously. The Razorback offense is a unit that has had moments this year where you could see what they were trying to do, but for whatever reason they were unable to, to make it happen. And when this game got kicked off, it just became known officially that KJ Jefferson would be starting instead of Felipe Franks. I honestly thought when Felipe Franks was out for this game that Arkansas was going to lose, didn't matter. I thought it was like, oh, geez. Because anytime you lose your starting quarterback on the road, especially how good Felipe Franks has been, that's the last thing you want to see. But to much of my surprise, my pleasant surprise, if you will, J.J. Jefferson balled out. He goes 18 of 33 for 274 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. He was just phenomenal. And it wasn't just him. You think about Traylon Smith, who really had to step up after the news of Rakeem Boyd opting out for the rest of the season. He gets 26 carries for 172 yards and three touchdowns. Traylon Smith averaging 6.6 yards a carry. and T.J. Hammonds got involved. He got six carries for 52 yards, 8.7 yards a carry. K.J. Jefferson rushed for 32 yards as well. And, of course, the big game from Traylon Burks. I mean, my goodness, this guy's unstoppable. Ten catches, 206 yards, and a touchdown. Nobody could come close to him. Nobody can touch this guy. And the thing is, they all knew that they were going to go to him, and it didn't matter. They still made the plays throughout. Uh But it wasn't about the offense as much as it was the defense, which we'll talk about. But some people were arguing on my show, and we had a really good discussion about it, dealing with Arkansas's offense, and should they have slowed it down more? Should they have slowed down the offense to give the defense more time to rest and more time off the field instead of scoring so quickly or having quick three and outs, which led to the offense for Missouri just – blowing it up, especially in the fourth quarter, and ended up getting Arkansas the, the loss. Here's my thoughts on it. No. No, the Arkansas offense should not have slowed down. No, the Arkansas offense should not have changed their game plan and started taking more time off the clock. And here's why. It's fun to say, if looking back on it when you lost, that this is what should have happened. But if Arkansas, here's the thing. If Arkansas would have won, it wouldn't even have been a conversation. It's about... When you lose, you look at everything a lot more descriptively, and you don't make excuses for anything. The Arkansas offense scored 48 points yesterday. They scored seven touchdowns yesterday, or I guess on Saturday, I should say. They scored seven touchdowns, not because of the fact that they were going through different styles of tempo, not because they were going fast here and slow there, methodical here, aggressive here. Like, there was never that. There's none of that. What it was is that it was an offense that put the pedal to the gas and had Missouri on their heels for the majority of the game where they had zero response, and Arkansas took advantage of it. They stepped on the throat and finished them off offensively, and there was no answer for Arkansas's offense. They did that because of the tempo that they were using, how fast that they were moving. Like They did it because that was the game plan, that's the style, and it was successful. That's it. I I would be just so disappointed if any of us, any of us can look back on this game and say, you know, Arkansas would have won if the offense slowed it down. Because what you guys don't understand, for those of you who may be saying that they should have slowed it down, what you don't understand is that the reason Arkansas was able to get a lot of these big plays is because Missouri couldn't get lined up in enough time. They couldn't, they couldn't figure out any sort of matchups because of how quickly they had to line up. They were getting gassed as well, and they couldn't get lined up, They couldn't get substitutions. Like, all those things went into play. And here's another thing. If you go up to the line, if you're Arkansas, and instead of snapping in as soon as the ball's put down because you have your play and you're ready to go, if you just take your sweet and precious time, guess what happens? That gives Missouri time to catch their breath, to look at the matchups, to look at the formation, to look at gaps, to look at all of that, and then make adjustments themselves. So as an offensive coordinator with what Kendall Browse is trying to do, that's not what you want to do. Arkansas balled out offensively because they decided to go that route, to go really speedy and to really knock Missouri back defensively, and it worked. It worked tremendously. If I would have told you Arkansas was going to score seven touchdowns in this game before the game even started, every single one of you would have taken that. Now, it wouldn't have even, even been a conversation. You would have 100% said, yeah, we'll do that, and we'll probably win. So the fact is, is that you did this, not only be, which was great, but you did it with a backup quarterback and not even your starting running back. Like That's the impressive thing about it. You did it with K.J. Jefferson and Traylon Smith and Traylon Burks. Like all those guys, the offensive line was awesome too, so you can't discount them. I mean, they were phenomenal, probably their best performance this year. But I don't ever want to see the team slow down when they got to the point that they're at because of going fast. It's easy to say. It's easy to say you want them to slow down. But you know what I want to do? I want to keep scoring. I want to score as much as humanly possible because guess what? At the end of games, that's who they decide who wins by which team scores more we'll talk about defense and special teams and the other stuff going on here in just a second but you know we're getting to that point thing folks where things are just stressful now we're trying to deal with work we got kids in school we got christmas coming up we gotta do shopping we got all these things going on and it's so annoying but we got to make time for ourselves we got to make time to chill so reach my friends for the beer that is made to chill Coors Light. It's the only one out there that's made for that. And it doesn't matter what sport you're watching. It doesn't matter what movie you're watching. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're at home, you could just be sitting there staring at your wall doing nothing if that's what you're into, but you're going to do it. If you want to relax and take a load off, it's all about that Coors Light, baby. It's cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged, literally made to chill. And it's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill, Get Coors Light in the new delivered look straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You are locked on Razorbacks, the daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, now we got to turn the page and look at something a little different than the offense, which was the positive for Arkansas. Unfortunately, it just goes downhill from here. Uh, This Razorback defense, uh, the defense for Arkansas just, this was awful, especially in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter alone against Missouri, Arkansas gave up 292 yards offense and 27 points. 27 points in a single quarter. It just happened to have been the most important quarter of the game, of course, the fourth quarter. 653 total yards, 380 through the air, 273 rushing. Just atrocious, atrocious defense, especially at the end of the game. Now, many of you are saying that the reason the defense was so bad is because they were on the field and they were gassed. And you know what? You you have a point. Yes, they were gassed. They were out there too long. There was too many times where they had to run right back out there. You're right, 100%. But there are a few factors that went into that, where it's not just the offense. Everyone's wanting to blame Kendall Bryles and the offense. It's not just that. Take this, for example. Third down efficiency. Arkansas did a terrible job on third down offensively and defensively against LSU, and they lost that game. Arkansas defensively does another horrendous job on third down against Missouri, giving up 9 of 15. On third down. Folks, I don't care what the offense is doing. If you're a defense and you want to get off the field and get rested, guess what you have to do? Stop them on third down. And when you're giving up 60% roughly of a success rate on third downs, especially when a few of those third downs were long third downs, or at least third and five and more, that's that's not a winning recipe. So I know that it's easy to point the fingers to the offense and how fast they move. But the defense is the ones that if they get off the field, guess what? They get more rest. It gives the offense more time, more possessions, more plays. And that's what we all want. But third down efficiency has been the bane of the existence of the defense here, especially late in the season. It's been problematic. Now, you didn't have Jalen Catalan in the first half. I don't think it made that big of a difference as far as the scoring or anything like that, because uh, you had Missouri with 20 points in the first half, but guess what? Arkansas had 27, so they had the lead. But, you know, you just you can't have the uh, total breakdown that you did late in the game. Now, Dr- Grant Morgan being out was huge. I think that that's when it all had the biggest turning point is when he got out. That was huge. And when he went out, you could tell that there was just something that wasn't quite right with the team. And how I look at it is I see a team and a defensive squad that is so reliant on leadership and so reliant on communication and so reliant on knowing where they're supposed to be that when Grant Morgan went out, Sam Pittman even mentioned this in his press conference, he said, that's a guy that would do a lot with our guys getting them lined up, you know, making sure that they're in the right position, making sure that they're looking at the right things making sure that they're looking at the right gaps, making the adjustments when some man's in motion or whatnot. He was the guy that was responsible for that in a major way. So when he goes out, that part of it goes. And when all of a sudden you're not as confident as a defense and as an individual player that what you're doing is going to work or what you're doing is going to change things, You make the mistakes. You lose your edge, which is exactly what happened in this game for Arkansas. They lost the outside edge in the fourth quarter. They just allowed Missouri to drive straight down the field every single time. And even though Arkansas took the lead on what was the luckiest two-point conversion you'll ever see, but you'll take it all day long, they gave Missouri too much time, which was a measly 43 seconds. It was too much time. And the defense without a doubt was gassed so I can't blame him for that depth's a problem we all know but you can't point to the offense and saying that's why the defense is gassed you have to be able to get off the field on third down you have to be able to slow Missouri's offense down a little bit too the time of possession really wasn't that different I mean you're talking about four or five minute difference between Missouri and Arkansas now Missouri did have it more but you you just can't look at it from that way. You can't approach it in the way of, well, it's the offensive fault to why Arkansas's defense was struggling late in the game. It's it's like a quitter move. It's like a cop out, if you will. So I don't buy it. Arkansas's defense, they need depth, they need players. They can't afford to have anyone injured. We know that the impacts of Jarquez McClellan and also Hudson Clark being out were huge. Like, these are just the things that you can't have. So, anyways, I wanted to make that known and that the defense, I still have faith in Barry Odom. I still have faith in this defensive unit. But injuries and depth, without a doubt, has been a major problem for why this Arkansas defense has been getting just smoked here late in the season. That's how I view it. We'll talk about the other elements of this game and why arts I lost here in just a bit, but I got to tell you about built Bar and how it's even more delicious It's a word I just made up, or I don't know if it's just made up. I don't know. It's It seems like it's probably a word, and you know what I'm talking about, because Bilt Bars are delicious. They have 18 amazing different flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, just kind of depending on with one of you, happen to be allergic to that, so they got some options for you, and they're 100% covered in chocolate. It's also extremely important for us health-conscious people or for those of you who are trying to be health-conscious to lose or maintain weight to eat this. It's so convenient and easy, and it's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for all different types of diets. And the best thing about it is with this podcast right now, I'll give you a great deal. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED ON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BiltBar.com. I promise you, folks, you won't be disappointed again. That's BiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off of Bilt Bar. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast, and it has to do with the final element of the Razorback loss to Missouri I know we'll talk about basketball and everything later this week. Because I did, I guess before I do though, I want to give a shout out to the women's basketball team. Big, big win against Baylor. Awesome victory for Mike Neighbors and his squad. So shout out to you guys and you gals and all, all you guys did to get that victory. That was huge. But I, I got to bring up special teams. Special teams is just a, it's just bad. It's just bad right now, and it has been every single game. You you missed an extra point, just plain and simple. Missed it. He had another one that was blocked. Uh, I mean, it's frustrating to see that you have a special teams coach, a guy designated and Scott Fountain to be a special teams coach, and you're struggling as much as you are. Now, it's not all on him because I know some people are saying, well, just fire him. He ain't showing me nothing. No, you have to think about this. Special teams is kind of the scraps where if you have players that are on offense and defense and they're starting – you don't want to use them on special teams. You want to use your backups. You want to use the second string, third string guys to really be involved in that because you don't want any of those guys to get hurt or anything like that. So you got to look at it from a different perspective. But special teams is just continues to be abysmal and just tragic. You can't win games when you keep having to have makeup for points and makeup for problems and plays when it should be easy. Should be able to make field goals in this game, like it's it's just uh, it's just disgusting. It's disgusting to see how bad it's been this year, and you know if you really break it down, AJ Reed, I think he's done fine as far as uh, kicking this year and and field goals. He hasn't done anything great, but you know overall uh, in this season he's seven of eleven. You know, and the only ones he's missed is he's missed. Uh, One, he's one of four from 40 to 49 yards, also four or five. So like I said, he hasn't been great, but it hasn't been just that atrocious either. It's just something where you look at, you're like, man, what is, what is going on? Why does it constantly have to be this bad? Why does Arkansas constantly have to have this many problems, special teams? And why does it keep having to cost them games? And the truth of the matter is, is I don't know folks. I don't know what, what it's going to take. I don't know if it's just something as easy as saying, all right, here you go. Do this. Boom. There you go out. You know, it's all good. Or is it just going to take time? It's going to take recruiting. It's going to take effort. I think those are going to be the main factors into it. Uh, But also the officiating was really bad once again. Uh, It's not the main reason Arkansas lost, but it certainly was a talking point. This is just bad. Officiating's bad. Uh, The play that they had against Joe Fouché, and they called him for uh, unsportsmanlike conduct when he made a big hit, and then he uh, kind of crossed his arms up towards the Arkansas sidelines, which is what I've seen a billion players do in football pretty much the past few years. It was, it was just a terrible call. It was an absolutely terrible call. But they don't care. Like, they don't care. There's no repercussions. Who cares? Like, I'm sorry. I, I just, I need to see more public stuff. They have to be held accountable. We've said it before, and I'll say it again, so I'm not going to go through it all again because I know you're probably bored of and tired of it. But they have to be addressed. And I just cannot get down with the fact that you constantly have game in, game out horrendous calls. And then when everyone's wanting somebody to be held responsible, you don't hear anything like the sec should publicly say, Hey, here in this game, they should do like almost like a rundown of the game itself and give it to the public saying, this is what was right. This is what was wrong. This is what needs to be worked on. Here's examples. That's what they need to do. But instead, because they're cowards, they hide behind the veil curtain. That'll protect these officials and, at any means necessary. So I'm just, I'm tired of it. Again, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm tired of talking about officiating. Uh, I would say I'd be done talking about it because against Alabama, Arkansas is going to lose no matter what. But that being said, you watch, folks. Just watch. Arkansas is going to be in position to win this game and the ref's going to screw them somehow. Just watch. It's going to happen. But I don't have any confidence in it. But either way, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.